Hello everyone, my name is Adelia Volkanoff and I'm here with my friend and co-host Colin Bones. This is episode Hello. 68 of Ron and Hermione Minus the Romance and we will be diving into chapters 9 and 10 from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Last episode I won trivia and I'll give you the question of the day after a few disclaimers. We'd like to first and foremost disclaim that we on Ron and Hermione Minus the Romance do not agree with or support J.K. Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way. We do not tolerate hatred of any kind and wish to create an open, safe environment on our podcast. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to listen here. This is your major spoiler warning. If you do not wish to hear anything beyond this point in the Harry Potter books discussed, this is not the podcast for you. We will be discussing and heavily referencing all media in the Harry Potter magical universe in every episode, so if this is your first encounter with the Harry Potter world, you have been forewarned. Now, if you're still here, enjoy the show! I feel like you get faster at the intro every time. I know. Honestly, I have some days where I just, like, can't. You need to get to the point. <laughs> so, okay, some days are, like, weird outro days because I say Ron and Hermione minus the romance at least 40 times each time. So it slowly just becomes Ron and Hermione minus the romance. I always just feel like I sound, like, exasperated. I'm like, or follow But we had to choose the longest podcast title ever. Of course. So, <laughs> Why yeah. would we do something easy? Honestly, right. like... I wonder, like, what we would have named it if you had been like, no, I don't like that name. Like, you know, like, I wonder, like, what we would have ended up with. I've thought about this. Really? Um, this feels like the question of the day, but it's not. It's not. Because <laughs> um, I think we could have gone with, the, like, us being teenagers mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was going to say, like, Jen Zonkos. That is so good. <laughs> Thank you. Now we have See, to make another podcast. See, now we should start over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any potion like what would the most convenient potion be like to have do you think because i'm thinking like felix Felicis, which is obviously very convenient yeah sure but like for you in your life what's like the most convenient um like people repellent you know what i mean like people just choose not to talk to you you know what i mean yeah like they like come up to you and they're like hey i was just gonna ask about oh Got something else to do. It's like, you know, like the other spell. Like, yes, exactly. I think that that was, they specifically mentioned that for the Quidditch World Cup, where like if muggles yes. got near it, they'd remember some appointment they had to go to immediately, like leave. Yeah, I think Hogwarts is just an abandoned mind shift. Yes. Which is a really weird detail, I feel I know. like. It's like they yeah. just see an abandoned coal mine with a bunch of do not enter signs. But also, like, I have questions. Yeah. Because, like, if a muggle, like, approaches said coal mine, are they actually, like, walking into Hogwarts? Or is it, like... I think, like, You know what I mean? I would assume that the way the magic is is that no matter who the muggle is, like, even if it's someone who would go and explore an abandoned coal mine, like, the magic keeps them at a certain distance where it's like, oh, I'm not gonna go there, and, like, makes every single person, like, turn around and leave. You know? Sure. I just, I would assume that that's how that works. Or they'd just randomly be like, oh, look, it's a muggle wandering the grounds. But, like, <laughs> I don't think they would be able to get inside. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would. I just wondered if it's like Wonder Woman's plane or whatever, and they're just gonna like walk into like a Hogwarts wall. That would be so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how yeah. often that would happen. It'd be like there'd be like a drill, you know, like like a fire drill. Yeah. But it's like it's just everyone... adding on to their yearly death toll. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like it's like a fire drill, but like everyone go inside. There's a muggle wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still like a magical forest. Yes around it and i don't think they could really mask that too much so i wonder how many muggles have, like, although who would just be going to like some random clearing where there's an abandoned mine shaft yeah. like i think i'd i think i'd stay away with that from that because that sounds really creepy yeah and you know that there's so many youtubers that like if youtubers existed in this universe it'd be like we're gonna go right. and look in this abandoned mine shaft and then like well it is the 90s so <laughs> there's right. that i know but like yeah people I don't understand the people that go, like, into caves to, like, explore. I've never understood that. Like, yeah, little no, tiny caves, too. My favorite movie is The Descent, where they go spelunking. It's a horror movie about spelunking. Oh, I hate that. And, I hate that. Yeah. I have read the story about this one person that went to explore the, like, skinniest yep. cave ever and got stuck there, and, like, that seems like the most horrible way to go, but, like... I could never... And they can't take these people no. out a lot of times. And they couldn't they just get him out because of the way he's yeah. stuck. And, like, that's horrible. Like... Like, and their body's just decomposing there right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a cave person. I'm not, like, let's... probably been eaten by, like, giant spiders. Yeah, I'm not, like, a go-explore-the-outdoors kind of person, if it wasn't completely obvious by the fact that I'm sitting yeah. in my room recording a Harry Potter podcast right now. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really, like one with nature yeah so, yeah yeah oh i think i forgot to answer the question of the day for myself if i yeah. could have a really convenient potion i would choose something that just kept me a genius like forever i'm not a genius but like i would have it make me one and then keep me that way so yeah yeah i just want photographic memory that would be really. so i think useful. i would really benefit from that i really wish like okay i always forget what it's called one second I'll, I'll wait. It's definitely not what it's called. Okay, whatever it's called, when it's, like, that, like, superpower, you could you could put any text on you, and it, you would just absorb it, like, all the knowledge. Sure. That, that would be so cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have to actually, like, read. I Like, I like reading, but sometimes it's, like, a lot, so I could just, like, touch it and, like, absorb all of the knowledge. No, so but it would useful. be so funny because you would just... You'd be like, oh my god, this book looks so good. You could go to a random bookstore and be like, oh, that book seems interesting. Touch it. And then be like, it wasn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) I would never have to buy books. It would be so so good for the environment. Think about that. What if we all had that power? I know. That would probably go a little wild. That would probably be crazy, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay, I did plot notes today. Um... They feel really long, so we'll see if it's actually... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Chapter 9, The Half-Blood Prince. The next morning, Harry tells Hermione... The next morning after what, I don't know. I guess the last chapter. (laughs) Harry tells Hermione what he heard Malfoy say on the train, and she does not care. Ron says he's going to use all of his new free periods to do nothing and chill, which I'm sure will not end up happening... Hermione confiscates a fanged frisbee from a kid because apparently she's the only one still doing her job as a prefect. Right. 
this is awesome. And Ron oh. plays with said yes, frisbee. Yes, yes. And that brings up a good point, because I forgot. This is also the first time Lavender Brown seems to show interest in his jokes by laughing very loudly and obnoxiously. Yes. Professor McGonagall makes a six-year's wait after breakfast to see if they're cleared to continue their classes, and Neville's not allowed to continue Transfiguration, but he does do charms, and Professor, Professor McGonagall um, <sighs> says something very nice and says that his grandmother should stop wishing for, like, a different grandchild, which is true. She seems, like, yeah. horrible. Like, basically, he's grown up his entire life being told that he's, like, not as good as his dad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Harry finds out that he is allowed to keep taking potions, even though he didn't get an outstanding owl, and this is very inconvenient for him because he has no supplies. This means, though, yes. that he can still be an Auror, and Harry and Ron have the same schedule, which, like I said, consists of a Wizard lot of cop. periods. <laughs> Their first class is Defense Against the Dark Arts with Snape, and the classroom is decorated like the dungeon, but this time with a bunch of horrible paintings showing people in horrible pain. Snape yeah. starts to lecture about how deep in... You know what? Yeah. We don't love Snape, right? No. His teaching is terrible. Right. But, like, I feel like that might be a little bit useful. You know? I mean... Like, look at these people who got absolutely mangled because <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. You know what I mean? I feel like I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I better learn how to defend myself. Right. If he had sold it that way, maybe. But the way that he did it, he was like, <laughs> look at all these people. Look how much pain they're in. Yeah. And then... Yeah. That, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He lectures about how, like, deep and mysterious and interesting the dark arts are and how he's better than every other teacher they've ever had. Which yes. is true for some of them. Um, like Quirrell, who basically just yes. cried all year. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. a, and Umbridge. <laughs> right. They're probably learning a lot more this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he then says that they should all know nonverbal spells by now, and looks right at Harry while he says that some people are stupid and won't be able to. Um, he divides them into groups to practice nonverbal spells. Snape jumps on the opportunity when he sees that Ron is not able to curse Harry and tries it himself, which earns him a very powerful shield charm in return. Then, Snape gets mad at Harry because he casts the spell out loud, and I will now read the following dialogue verbatim. Yes! Thank you. Do you remember me telling you that we're practicing nonverbal spells, Potter? Yes, said Harry stiffly. Yes, sir. There's no need to call me sir, professor. The words so good. The words had escaped him before he knew what he was saying. Several people gasped, including Hermione. Behind Snape, however, Ron Dean and Seamus grinned appreciatively. Detention Saturday night, my office, said Snape. I do not take cheek from anyone, Potter, not even the chosen one. I think that's one of wow. my favorite things to happen this entire book. And somehow was not in the movie. I know. Which is wild. It's so weird. I'm sure that when the book came out, that scene was why did they so hate? Well. Why did they hate Sassy Harry? I know. It's so. It's good. his like one redeeming quality. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like exactly. Yeah. Um, class ends and Harry's mad and Hermione's telling him that he shouldn't have done that. And then Hermione says that the way Snape talked about the Dark Arts reminded her of Harry. Which I think is really mean. 
a little, yeah. Like, Snape was being, like, weird and kind of creepy. Like, the Dark Arts are, like, so cool and mysterious. And all Harry ever said was, like, it's so real out there. Like, you won't even know how you're going to react until you get there. <laughs> and she's like, you know what, Harry? You sound just like Snape. How is that going to make him there feel better? There are truly some people who will determine to, like, say that an adult could never do anything wrong. Somehow, Hermione has still not learned that lesson a little bit. Um, but, like, it's so wild. You know what I mean? Like, these people will, like, cling on to the fact that you will always be in the wrong. You know what I mean? It's so weird. So. And, like, as much as, like, in a lot of situations, Hermione's, like, a wonderful, su- like, supportive friend, at the same time, it's, like, right now in, like, these times, she's not being helpful ever. <laughs> like... <laughs> She's like, you shouldn't have done that, Harry. I'm like, what about the fact that he Snape obviously tried cursing Harry when he wasn't going to have time to defend himself just to yeah. have an excuse to curse him in the name of a lesson. But, like, Hermione was like, you shouldn't have mouthed off. And it's like... Why? why? Like, what is... Why? Yeah. Like, that's so weird. That's like... Obviously, we don't have spells in, like, our, like, real-life, like, classrooms you know, because we're not wizards. But, like, that's almost as if, like, if you're taking, like, a self-defense class in school and your partner is struggling and the teacher's like, here, I'll try, and tries to punch you in the face. And if you (laughs) defend yourself and they get mad at you, that'd be like your friend being like, you should not have tried punching your teacher in the face back. And it's like... Right. That makes no sense. Anyways... Um, then, Harry gets his first note from Dumbledore asking for him to have his very first lesson on Saturday, which means he cannot do his detention that day. And the rest of the day, they try to figure out what kind of insane advanced magic Dumbledore will teach Harry, which I'm sure was a big letdown when he got there. Um, but then yeah. they have potions with Slughorn. Slughorn tells Harry and Ron that they can get books and supplies out of an old cupboard while they order their own and hands them each a book. I think the way they did the scene in the movie is actually really funny. This is, like, one of the scenes yeah. that I like more, the change. Like, Harry and Ron fighting over the books. This, I mean, the movie is a rom-com. Yeah. They they got the comedic timing, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, I love, like, them, like, the little scene of them fighting over the books in the cupboard. Like, that's funny. Right. Like, that's a change that I like. But they left out so much good stuff. Yeah. And you're so right, because when I'm thinking about the movie scene right now, I'm like, this is a black and white film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I, all the color is lost, and you could say it's some deep metaphorical thing about, uh, you know, the blah, blah, blah. I mean, it makes it a bit cool right. when Dumbledore does his fiery yeah. ring of I mean, yeah, like, the tone stuff. of this movie is super, super dark, but I don't think it had to be a black and white film to get that point across. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Slughorn has several potions brewed... Uh, look, I didn't read that sentence at all. Slughorn has brewed several <laughs> potions and has them all talk about them. And then shows a little potion we're about to be very familiar with. Liquid Luck or Felix Felicis. I always say that Felicis. weird. whatever. Then Slughorn says he's giving out a vial as a... I spelled this like prose. Prize... For whoever makes the bread, uh, <laughs> best <laughs> draught of living death, which sounds absolutely terrifying. Um, um, I thought it was, I'm pretty sure I've looked this up before, and I don't think it's actually that bad. What does it do? Draught of living death. 
What does it do? It just, oh, it's an extremely powerful sleeping draught, sending the drinker into a de death-like slumber. Oh, right, and then if you drink too much or make it wrong, you could literally die. Yes. Well, it's more just like sleep, sleep forever, up. which is death, <laughs> right, death yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone immediately sets off to make the potion, and Harry realizes that the book he was given has writing all over it. Initially, he's really annoyed because why would you write in a book in pen and then give it back to the teacher? <laughs> Anyways, Harry quickly realizes that these writings weren't just nothing. They were alternate instructions to what's written in the book. This is strange because how could the real instructions be wrong? At one point, Harry decides to take a chance and follow these instructions, which actually turns out to work way better than the actual book instructions. Hermione sees how well he's I feel doing. like this Yeah. I feel like this is out of all of the Harry Potter books, this is like the least mysterious mystery. Yes. If you know what I mean. Yes. Like I feel like you can solve this pretty quickly. Yeah. Like who would have left behind a a book about potions from a person who's really good at potions? Like there's only one person in these book series that we know is good at potions. Honestly, you know? though, it's, like, I kind of appreciate how that also changes, like, the tone of, like, what's happening in the Harry Potter universe right now. Like, it's not, like, a mystery, because, like, before, right. when, like, Voldemort was, like, just out to get Harry, and, like, it was just Harry, and Harry was the center of the universe, everything was mysterious, what's going on, what's going on, but, like, now, everything is getting so, like, real, for lack of, like, a better word, like... Everything is, like, simple and, like, clear and can be figured out because it's almost like it's more urgent. Like, they don't have time to solve a mystery. Like, things are happening now and things are being figured out now. So I kind of, I don't know, like, I kind of like it. I don't want to say more because yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it's, like, I don't know. I think it's, like, this book is so different from all of the other ones in so many ways. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, I really like this book. I always forget how much I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um... Yeah, and you know, it's not really, like, in this chapter, it's kind of set up to be like, who's the Half-Blood Prince? But it's really not about that for most of the book. It's no. just morally about Harry in just using these instructions without thinking, basically. And you kind of forget about the Half-Blood Prince because there's a little bit more important stuff to do. Right. Just and so, so it's kind of more of a reveal at the end. Yeah. Honestly, it's though, when I like first read this book, I was completely shocked. Like, I did not get it at all. Well, the chapter that they reveal who the Half-Blood Prince is literally shows him in the picture. Oh. I wasn't that observant. <laughs> I was like... Nine? <laughs> I didn't know. I like read it and I was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Hermione sees how well Harry's doing at the potion, but when Harry tells her what's going on to try and help her, she absolutely refuses to stray from the book. There are so many interesting things in this chapter that are happening, and I, like, I love it. Like, Malfoy is trying to suck up to Slughorn, but realizes that he's not the favorite anymore. Right. And, like, he's, like, being weird. Hermione isn't the best at everything anymore, and, like, Snape's not their teacher. And so, like, everything feels really, like, unstable, uncertain, and, like, I don't know. I think it adds to it. Like, 
seeing Malfoy like gradually get more and more like broody is like interesting too because he's so used yeah. he's such like a pompous like freak because he's always like the favorite especially of Snape and that's all he needed but now we don't know yet that he and Snape are having their own kind of conflict but now his like domain isn't his domain anymore because it's a yeah. new teacher and so like I don't know I think it's cool you know I didn't realize until we were doing this that I feel like Deathly Hollows actually in some ways like was not good for a lot of character arcs because mm-hmm. I feel like we have, we just abandoned most of the characters right like Ron her and Harry and Hermione of course we get more depth from them we get more depth from them every single book <laughs> but like Neville Luna and Ginny and Draco like yeah. their whole storylines are kind of just dropped until the end and so we don't really get to see much and i feel like draco was sort of on a road to redemption but it never really got there and i wouldn't have expected it to because we didn't get to see that whole evolution after this book so yeah yeah um after they're done doing their potions, Slughorn inspects the cauldrons, and Harry wins. He's told what? that his mother was amazing at potions, and he must have inherited her talent, and receives the vial of liquid luck. When Hermione finds out what it is that happened with the whole book, she is obviously furious. But I kind of love this for her, because she's rarely ever had to take criticism and she clearly, like, cannot handle not being the best. And right. she also refuses to stray from the books because she's so, like, close-minded. Like, we obviously know. It's so interesting. I know. And, you know, it's like, we've never really seen Hermione, like, trying to do something good, but it's completely self-indulgent. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, sure, at the end of the day, she was right to, like, not have Harry continue to be following these instructions. But, like, this is all for her, you know? Like, she can pretend like she's caring for Harry and she just wants to make sure he's okay. But it's, like, it's all because she's not the top of the class anymore. Right. And she's, like, deeply insecure. Um, Right. But it's, like, I don't know. It's so interesting to me because, like, the solution is right there, but she won't do it because she absolutely refuses to not, like, follow every single rule ever. You know? So yeah. it's, like, it's really interesting. But she's still, like, freaking out because she can't, like, not be the best. Yes. Which, like, in a way, I kind of understand as someone who's grown up, like, quote-unquote, like, gifted and always been, like, I've never, ever been, like, number one top of my class. But, you know, well, I guess I, I was valedictorian in middle school, but there were also, like, three others <laughs> or four because no one could have weighted GPA in middle school. Anyways, but it's, like... I've never been, like, Hermione, like, the best all around in everything, you know? Like, I've never been, like, like that. Like, I've always had good grades, but it's, like, I kind of understand, in a way, like, having to deal with, like, being, you could say, ousted in a subject that you feel really good in by someone else. Right. If, you, if you've grown up receiving that kind of praise. But at the same time, it's just, like, you just you just deal <laughs> you know it's like yeah she just can't accept that she's not going to be the best all the time everywhere it's like you might be fine with like seeing someone cheat on a test or something until you find out that they got a better score than you right you know so yeah yeah 
Um, Ginny overhears Hermione being mad, and she freaks out because taking orders from a book is bad and dangerous, and also Voldemort, and Hermione jumps on this to try and get him to give it up. They try a bunch of stuff to get the book to review itself, but obviously nothing happens. Harry gets the book back, and for the first time, looks at the inside cover, which says, This book is the property of the Half-Blood Prince. Boom. What? Has to be. Oh, I, I'm, I don't know. Like, was the last book, like, the earliest name drop of the title, or was it this one? Because it had to have been, been the last book. I think I so. Like. Wait, let me see. I'm going to find this order. <laughs> I'm gonna figure this out. Okay. Where is it? I swear there was like a specific PDF I used. Oh, I'm. You mean uh, the book that you're reading, right? Not a PDF. Oh, of course not. Because right? that would not be. Of course not. No. That we would never do that. No, never, right. ever, ever. It is so not true that they use this only once. Okay. The, yeah, it's the last one. It's on like page like okay. fifty eight. Is the first time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're really. It's really far into this book already. Oh yeah, I didn't realize surprising. how many pages in we were until like yeah. you said something, and I was like, Jesus. We're like a hundred something, and it's like <laughs> we they just got at Hogwarts. Like the year is just starting. Yeah. It's so weird in perspective with like the first two books I know. like they would be almost finished that is so weird <laughs> and also to the people listening we finalized the day that our podcast is ending I'm not gonna say it but yeah because it will probably change i'm sticking <laughs> to the fact that it's don't not stick to we it have to okay yeah okay yeah i believe you yep. so it's soon not like that soon but like you could say semi soon ish sure anyways Chapter 10, The House of Gaunt. Harry is a potion star because of his new book, which both Hermione and Ron hate. Um, um, and Hermione says Snape has girl handwriting, which I find <laughs> really funny. <laughs> She's like, I think it's a girl. Yeah. And based, like, based on the handwriting, which is so funny in hindsight. It's I don't know. so funny. Literally, my next note it says... Hermione also keeps trying to insist that the Half-Blood Prince could be a girl because girl power. Um, yes. Yeah, that is so funny. She's like, it could be a girl. Look at the handwriting. <laughs> I think nothing would have hurt Snape more than to hear that his handwriting right. looks like girl handwriting. <laughs> exactly. I bet he had, like, you know, like, delicate little cursive. Like. He drew little hearts next to everything he wrote. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... Hermione decides she's not mad anymore when Harry goes to his first lesson with Dumbledore because she's really nosy. Harry passes Trelawney on the way to his lesson, and she's reading her fortune-telling cards and freaking out, and also reeks of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how I missed the first time this entire subplot that Trelawney is just drunk throughout this whole book for some reason. Yeah, she's stressed. She's seeing too many things. Which makes sense, but like... Um, it's kind of random. Yeah. Harry gets to Dumbledore, and he tells him, Dumbledore tells him that the lessons are going to be about him getting to know Voldemort's, Voldemort's past and to try and understand as much as they can to help Harry defeat him one day. 
this day, they're traveling in the Pensieve through Bob Ogden's memory. So, Bob Ogden takes a little walk and ends up in a shack with a snake nailed to the door. Um, a completely Great. decrepit man, dressed in rags, falls from the sky. If I'm being honest, <laughs> when I first read this book, and I've said before that I, for a long time I thought this book was my least favorite book. And I think I've always just found these memories boring, really? if I'm being honest. I, yeah. This one especially I loved. I thought it was super interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. I find this one the, the most boring to me. Really? I just, <laughs> That's crazy. I just don't really care for it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought the little poem that Morphin sang to his snake was funny. Sure. I haven't memorized. I don't find snakes funny. I, they are scary. I haven't memorized. And I've had Sing it, it for us right no. now. <laughs> Why not? Yes. Are you shy all of a sudden? <laughs> Shut up. Um, anyways, Bob gets to this shack and a man dressed in rags. <laughs> Love shack. A man dressed in rags falls from the sky and hisses at him. <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> Imagine, like... You know what? I I love your telling of this, if I'm being honest. I think it's so funny to imagine, like, you're from the ministry, you're going somewhere on official business, and someone, like, jumps out of a tree and hisses at you. <laughs> It'd be this... That happens every day at school. <laughs> It'd be like like someone, like, barking at you. <laughs> like... <laughs> every day at school. We go to an art yeah. school. So, yeah, that's just so funny. <laughs> Anyways, Bob tries to tell this guy that he's from the ministry, but the guy just keeps hissing at him. Then, the guy's dad comes out and tells him to cut it out. This man is also a wreck and says that his son is named Morphin, and he does not care that Morphin has cursed Bob Ogden in the face. Um, Ogden goes inside and tries to talk to Morphin's dad about the fact that he attacked a muggle, and they quickly brush over the fact that Morphin's sister, Marope, is also there in a corner. They say that she's shifting pots on the shelf so she's just kind of moving them back and forth like in the background <laughs> that's me at work every single day colin and i work together you look over yeah that's that started recently but you look over and it's just like oh yeah i'm just been cleaning the same window spot for like the past hour <laughs> colin is a really bad employee but i can't yes. say that i'm like significantly better i feel like no, because she gets in, she puts her feet up on the table and goes on her phone for <laughs> oh, hours. Oh, because you're not on your phone and encouraging us to watch TV. No, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, if anyone is listening to this that is like happens to be our boss... None of it's um, true. I don't know why. Yeah, none of it's <laughs> true. And we are hardworking employees and yes. we deserve a promotion and a raise. <laughs> yep. At least $5 an yes. hour. <laughs> yes. We work 15. You can I'm relax. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. So, um Bob Ogden <laughs> tells the people that Morphin is summoned to a hearing, which he obviously does not want to go to, and Marvelo keeps yelling. Oh, Marvelo is Morphin's dad, and they don't say this yet in the book, but I'm getting really tired of saying Morphin's dad. So, his name is Marvelo. Yes. Suddenly, Marvelo shoves a ring in Bob's face that apparently belonged to some... Why do they all have to have M names? I don't know. It's like, you know people do that? They have a bunch of kids and name the Kardashians. Yes. 
That's a bad yeah, idea. It's annoying. I feel like any sort of attempt at making, like, your kids not I unique think it's weird. is not a good I also plan. hate, like, yeah. this may be controversial, and I'm sorry, but, like, I have never liked the idea of naming a son, like, like a junior, like, after his dad. And I don't sure. like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, Connor's... N- what? Colin is not that great of a name. This is me <laughs> reminding editing Colin to cut that out. <laughs> um, yes. My thank name you. is... Wait, what'd you say? Did you say it's not very unique? I said thank you. No. Yes. It's, no. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> when you were talking about your name, what? did you say it's not very unique? No, I said it's not that oh. great. I don't think it needs to be passed on. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. I feel like maybe, like, one of my, I don't know, someone in my family, maybe. Yeah. My name is super unique and also very difficult for some people to pronounce. So I feel like I wouldn't pass it on, not as a first name. I think I would pass down my middle name. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because, fun fact... Um, both of my names, my first and middle name, are lit- are a word in Spanish. Like, not like, like a real name. They're words. Why is this yeah. like a riddle? so if you guys can figure it out. Like, people are supposed yeah, to figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. Word. If you look up the Spanish dictionary and just start yep. skimming through, putting words also, together. Hint, yep. we kept our initials for our fake names. So if you want to find my first name, look in the A section of yeah. the Spanish dictionary. It is yes. just a word. Email us at vulcanotbones at gmail and see if you figured it out. It's like artichoke. <laughs> yeah. That's, what is artichoke in Spanish? Is it... You don't Wait. know? Okay, I always get confused, because aceituna is olive, I think, olive? Artichoke is, what the hell? Alcachofa. <laughs> Alcachofa. Sounds cool. Yep, that's my real name, Alcachofa. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, so uh, Marvolo is really upset that Bob is not respectful of him being a pureblood, and so he shoves a ring in his face that has apparently been in his family for forever, and, spoiler alert, it belonged to the Pepperells. What kind of wizard has the name Bob? (laughs) Out of all these people we've met in Harry Potter, Bob (laughs) Ogden. I feel like, okay... I just need to put This that. may be me reading too much into it, but I feel like for this chapter, it kind of is, like, interesting. Because, like, Bob Ogden, he's very, like, straight-laced from the ministry, and he's in here with all of these insane old pure-blood wizards. And then there's, like, Marvolo right? gone. You know? Yeah. So I feel like it serves for, like, a bit of, like, not a bit, like, a big contrast between, like, who these people are. But, yeah, yeah. so then... Um, Marvolo shoves a ring in Bob's face that, spoiler alert, belonged to the Peverells, and then grabs Marope by the throat to show Bob a locket that belonged to Slytherin. Foreshadowing. Yes. Um, Foreshadowing. Two bits of foreshadowing in a row. Suddenly, they hear horse hoof noises, and a muggle named Tom is with a girl riding on a horse who complains about how ugly the Gotchak is. Out of nowhere, Morphin <laughs> starts to make fun of Marope and asks if she's jealous because Muggle Tom has a girlfriend and then tells Marvolo that Marope has always had a crush on him and Marvolo loses his ever-loving mind. 
Um, then yes. Morphin says that that's the muggle he cursed just for fun. Because he was like, Moreau, wasn't he super ugly when I gave him hives all over his face? Um, Marvolo tries choking Marope, and Ogden runs for his life after Morphin shoves a knife at him. Um, then Dumbledore and Harry leave the Pensieve, and Harry's like, oh my god, what happened? Did Marope survive? And I spelled that as Maripe on accident. <laughs> Dumbledore tells Harry that yes, Marope survived. Ministry backup arrived at the Gaunt house, like, a few minutes later, and arrested Morphin and sentenced him to three years in Azkaban. Marvolo got six months. And then Harry's like, oh my god. Because that's, okay, sorry, that's the first time that uh, Dumbledore says Marvolo's name, because it was never said in the memory. Yeah. So he says, he's telling Harry all of this. He's like, Morphin got three years, Marvolo got six months. And Harry's like, oh, that was Voldemort's grandfather. What? And then Dumbledore is like, yeah. And then the horse guy was Voldemort's dad. And Marope most likely gave him a love potion. Um, Marvolo came home from prison expecting Marope to be there to do his bidding. You know, like, Voldemort loves, like, his little, like, acronym thing or whatever it's called. And because he's like a like little cutesy girl girl and he probably spent like 50 little hours cutesy like girl girl oh, how am i gonna put this how am i gonna put Can this together how am i to spell i am lord Voldemort. Girl girl. yeah a little cutesy i feel like it's a good overall theme for this episode girl girl. um <laughs> I'm and okay awesome um you know i'm kind of surprised he still decided to address himself as tom riddle like, he didn't at least go for, like, Tom Gaunt, you know? Or Slytherin. I'm surprised he would not be super oh, proud of that, you know? die for that last name. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, Marvolo came home from prison expecting Marope to be there. He should go by Marvolo and have his friends call him, like, Marv. <laughs> Marv. <laughs> hey, Marv. Imagine being, like, the Dark Lord is Marv. <laughs> You must answer to my master, Marv. <laughs> Imagine this whole book, and um, Harry's like, or like when Snape is like, because Snape always says the Dark Lord. <laughs> if everyone, like, yeah. you know, he who must not be named is literally Marvolo, Harry is like brave and says Marvolo, but Snape's always like, you'll never understand what it's like to be around Marv. <laughs> <laughs> my bro, Marv. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Marope yeah. was not in the shack when Marvolo came home from prison, and he died because love he didn't know shack. how to take care of himself. Baby love shack. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marope, ever, ever uh, Marope eventually stopped giving Tom love pension, pension potion. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I can't today. <laughs> Marope eventually stopped giving Tom love potion, and he left her before Voldemort was born. She, then she died. Um, Harry... Yeah. Yeah. Everyone died. <laughs> Harry is about to leave his lesson and asks if he can tell Ron and Hermione, and Dumbledore is like, yeah, totally. And then he's like, wait, Dumbledore, <laughs> is that ring from the memory the one that you were wearing over the summer? And Dumbledore is like, oh my god, Yeah. And then Harry's like, how did you get it? And Dumbledore's like, no, too late, go to bed. And then the chapter's over. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Not today, Harry. 
that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I, this entire book could have been went by so quickly if Dumbledore wasn't so dramatic and just decided to show him all the memories at once. It would have gone by yeah, so quickly. This book would be like, yeah, like 250 pages. It would just be Harry just being like, Slughorn, Sluggy, <laughs> hey, can I have that memory, please? Sluggy. <laughs> Talk about horrible <laughs> nicknames. Cormac says it in like the next chapter or something. Cormac. Yeah. Corm. Corm. <laughs> it sounds like a jock name, to be fair. Oh my god. This is my friend Corm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Trivia Yay, time! Trivia! <laughs> okay, do you want to go first? Sure. How many people signed... How many people signed it up to try out for the Gryffindor Quidditch team? Ooh. 50? No. I'm worried by... Oh, okay, wait. Is it a specific number or, like, a ballpark number? I guess you could say... Ball... It's the... it's kind of a specific number, I'd say. So, like, he's, like, 125 people, or it's, like... He doesn't say, like, McGonagall is saying this. Um, she doesn't say, like, a 125! No, she just is, like, I'm just saying it's, like, not a specific number. But it is, like, she, just guess. Ugh, um, 70-ish. I don't know. No. Um, it's oh. 20. And, um, that's why I was trying to say. Because she doesn't say, like, 27.5. Right. You know, but... <laughs> um... What two ages was Slughorn when he took Felix Felicis? Twelve. Twelve? What? Twelve! Okay. No. Five? Five? I don't know, maybe they were like, drink up, baby! <laughs> That's also such a promising episode name. Here comes the luck train. Um, twenty-one. He went to the lottery. What? <laughs> twenty-one. He went to the casino. No. Okay. I don't know. Twenty-four and fifty-seven. Okay. How old's that man? Seventy. Oh, okay. Like, if he was Arthur um, and Molly's teacher is Slughorn older they're than they're probably like 40 ish 45 so he's like is Slughorn older than McGonagall I feel like she's like a thousand years old you cannot hear me I don't she's not a no, thousand I know, years old but still <laughs> maybe Maggie Smith right. is but I love her how old is McGonagall Okay, well, that's just making a joke about Crimes of Grindelwald and her being a negative eight-year-old professor. <laughs> what? Okay, she's like 56 in okay, the first right. book. Oh, so, so Slughorn is definitely older than her. They cast her yes. so old, but it kind of works. Because, like... It kind of works. I cannot wait, imagine anyone 52? 
Oh, 56. Okay. I can't remember anything. That's like only like a couple years older than my dad. And he does not look as old as Maggie Smith did in the first movie. <laughs> well, it's a couple years later than the first year. Right. So she's early 60s, right? Right, but that's in this... still not. She was like, it doesn't matter. She's wonderful. Yeah. I love her. Yes. Go whatever. Ahead. What book are they using in Defense Against the Dark Arts? I almost wrote this down. That Snape is like, put away, Hermione! I don't know, so I'm going to guess the one from last year. Defensive Magical Theory. I don't know. Yeah. No. It would be Confronting the Faceless. I remember reading that. It's okay. (laughs) What adjective is used to describe the handwriting in the potions textbook? Girly. Cutesy, cutesy, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is adorable. <laughs> no, it says, um, like, probably, like, uh, like, um, bust down. Um, uh, neat. No. Probably something around that. Because if she's saying it's girly, then it's probably, like, looks good. You know what I mean? Um, it's not, like, scrawled <laughs> out or whatever. Um, I don't have any no. points, right? Okay. Uh, tidy? No. Okay, Cramped. I give it. Because it's, like... Interesting. He, like, writes... Yeah. Yes. Writes He's in the margins, yeah. so... To True. be fair. Um, what Gryffindor beater from the last year asked Harry when Griff Quidditch tryouts were? Sloper? Jack Sloper? Yay. Yes! What a re- like, I can't- what a really random yeah. person. <laughs> um, Ogden, on his way out of the shack, ran into Tom Riddle's horse, which is described to be a glossy blank color. Um, gray. No. <laughs> uh, silver. No. Silver horse. <laughs> yes. Um, I had guesses. Um, yeah, chestnut. Okay, sure. So it was brown. Chestnut. That's well, Tom Riddle's girlfriend um, was riding a charcoal horse, so that's kind of gray. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um,. Who is Draco's grandfather and how did he die? Dragonpox. Yes. Oh, his name starts with an A. It's something weird, like... Like... It honestly sounds like a over-the-counter drug. It's like... It's like Aranthus. I don't... Or an antidepressant. Yeah. It's... Do you give up? wait. Wait, oh my god, I almost had it. I'm gonna be so, I'm gonna be day. so mad when you tell me. Go ahead, just say it. A Braxis <laughs> mouthful. <for it. laughs> oh, I knew that. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. How long did it take ministry backup to arrive at the Gaunt house after Bob Ogden left? Five hours. No. Two hours. 15 minutes. Oh! 
No. Not that long at all. I was gonna say, I was like, why did they take any time? They literally can teleport. <laughs> well, it probably um, took Ogden a second to get back there and be like, he had a knife! <laughs> <laughs> um... What spell does Ogden cast on Gaunt to throw him back? Lashio. Yes. Oh my gosh, we should say that, um... Oh! I'm losing okay, so really badly. Okay, so of the four, 55 episodes that episodes we have done that trivia, do trivia, I have won 42, and Colin has won 13. Which gives me little to no <laughs> chance of beating Adelia at the end of all this. Um, I said that we, in Deathly Hollows, we should have every win count as five. Um, so, and she doesn't agree with me, but let's see what the audience thinks, because at the end of the day, you know that's what, what matters, that's right? I want to have the actual so, score, but if you guys email us or follow us on Instagram and tell us that you think Colin's idea is better, then we'll do it. Raise the stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Was it... Did you just go... Ooh, oh, no, one. I have one more. Sorry. How okay. old was Marope when she left the house? <sighs> I think she was a teenager. 16? No. 24. She was... Not she was a teenager. 18. Okay. Well... Mm -hmm. See, that is conflicting, because I feel like that's meant to be like she's an adult now, but the wizarding age is 17. Well, also, so it's she wouldn't have left right when she became an adult, because Marvola would have made her stay to cook for him, but he went to prison, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I won trivia today, 3 to 0, so our total score is now 43 to 13. Yeah. I'm doing so well. And I want you to know half of those, my scores, are just from winning ties. Rock, paper, scissors. apparently, yes, apparently you suck I at do. rock, paper, scissors. Because you have never won why. rock, I, paper, scissors. I'm so bad at rock, paper, scissors. It's a game of chance. <laughs> and I still lose. I don't even think, because we usually do two out of three. I don't even think I've, like, even gotten one once. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening to, oh. <gasps> Midnight's is, okay. Okay, everyone, um, listen to Midnight's, but thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Ron and Hermione Minus a Romance, and be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Ron and Hermione Minus a Romance, or on Twitter at Ron underscore Hermione MTR. Shoot us an email at VulcanOutBones at Gmail, and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We appreciate you all very much, and be sure to tune in next week, where we will be covering chapters 11 and 12 from Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Bye!